Hey guys, welcome back to the Millionaire Marriage Podcast. I'm Taylor Kovar here with the Jeremy Gilliam. And today we have a dynamite topic. This has been on the list from day one. It's one we get a lot of questions about. And I love, 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 love this topic. I think we're going to hit people between the eyes with this one. I hope so. And that is the topic of a work spouse. Okay, so full disclosure, when I saw this on our list, I had no idea what this was. Jeremy had no idea I was his work husband. It was weird. He had no idea that I'm just kidding. That we are not in a work relationship, yeah, Jeremy. No, no, we are not the millionaire marriage. We are not. No, yeah. um, I just couldn't. I literally, my head, my brain about melted out of my ears when I read work husband, work wife. And then I think I asked you for you clarification. So why yeah. don't you give me the definition yeah. of work spouse? So tell me you never worked in corporate America. I've America. never worked in corporate America. Um, yes. Yeah. So, oh, work spouse, right? So um, there's a gazillion definitions. This one is one that I love, and it's actually on a comic. And it says, work spouse, that fine line between friendship and cheating. And to me, I don't know how to put it anything better than the fine line between friendship and cheating. When you're at work, right, you have friends at work, or most of us do, right? Most of us have some kind of close workplace acquaintance that we are closer with out of the office. But those can be very, very detrimental to our relationships. And so um, to me, it's one that where you have a very close relationship with someone closer than other people in the office Mm -hmm. that you're either confiding in. And so that's typically a lot of it, right, is is I can talk about quitting every day with this person, not anybody else, right? You're yeah. the one person I don't make fun of in the office compared to everybody else. You're confiding in that person. Uh, it's your hopes, your dreams. It's your everything that's kind of filling up that work day. The one you go to with office gossip, um, the one if you want to steal some candy, you know where it is in their drawer. Like you are that work spouse. I can't tell you. I, this is honestly, it's nauseating to me. And here... There are so many blurred boundaries, it's not even funny. So our producer uh, pulled up an article from womenshealthmag.com, and I am not even slightly embarrassed about coming after this article because it is nauseating, some of the things that are on here. The title of the article is Why a Work Husband is the One Relationship You Need in Your Life. And the top line is for starters, they get it. Mm. Meaning you don't have to, you know, you don't have to share all of your things with your spouse at home. Your work husband just gets you. He just gets your work. He just gets your life. Here's the problem is if you are if you are emotionally confiding into somebody just because they quote unquote get it, you are giving your emotional energy, your emotional well-being to somebody that honestly is not going to have a lasting impact. You are just giving yourself to just because they get it. And so that part of this article, y'all, it's, it's so nauseating. Part of this article that literally says this. Now, 10% doesn't seem like a lot. Let's say out of 100 women, 10 of them, 10 of them, 10 out of 100 say they have kissed their work spouse. We've done episodes over emotional infidelity we've done on financial infidelity this goes beyond just emotional infidelity and goes straight into actual like this has become a romantic relationship because it's someone you're close to at work yeah i mean it goes a lot further than just hey here's a high five for a good job right like hey here's a here's a little kiss here's a little smooch right i'm gonna say it crosses some lines i'm gonna say it crosses a boundary 
Yes. So let's start off, right? Here's another yeah. article that talks about, do you have a work spouse? Here's some questions you can answer, right? Number one, do you depend on a particular coworker for office supplies, snacks, and aspirin? Yes or no? Two, there are inside jokes that you and a specific coworker share. Three, you can be bluntly honest with this person about his or her appearance, hygiene, or hair, and vice versa. You're comfortable enough to point out that the other's hair is sticking up or that someone's fly is down. Number four, when something eventual happens at work, this coworker is the first person you seek out for a debriefing. Number five, at breakfast, lunch, and coffee breaks, your closest coworker knows what to order for you and how you like your coffee and vice versa. Number six, you and your coworker can, can finish each other's sentences. And number seven, someone in your office knows almost as much about your personal life as your best friend or real life spouse does. If you can answer yes to every one of these questions, I'm going to say there's some, there's some boundaries that need to be put in place. Absolutely. I think that is the key to this idea behind work spouse is it just looks a whole lot to me like blurred boundaries. It is blurred. It boundaries. is blurred. Yeah, it There's is. No, no question. So the article, the women's health article, I'll go back to it. Yeah. It talks about, uh, I just cannot believe this. <laughs> Sorry. It's just so absurd. Is, are there any downsides to having a work husband? The article says, Glad you asked because yes, the same there's reference to study saying found that the close office friendship can actually have a detrimental effect on your productivity. What if if the chats become emotionally exhaustive? Like the worst thing you're worried about with a work spouse is your productivity. Your work, yeah, your your time stealing from yeah. the company. That's the worst That's, thing that yeah. can happen. Yeah, because yeah, it immediately goes into it, something completely different. It's like different. two lines, and then and then it goes into another topic. Like that's the only yeah. bad thing about having a work spouse is your time stealing yeah. from the company. Your productivity decreases because wow. of your work spouse. Wait, all right, so I gotta get this. Like I'm, I love Men's Health magazine, or at least I yeah. did. I've read it for years and years and years. Um, Women's Health, you have failed me. Right, I can never recommend you again because this if this is oh, the type of garbage you're putting out, killing me. So me. and then it also talks about if what if your your actual partner feels insecure about your work husband. It literally says this. I cannot believe this. When, when talking to your partner, it might be a good idea to use a different term like a work wingman that conveys the same thing but doesn't touch on anything even uh, faux or playfully romantic. So I tell you what, let's do. Not only should we, and I'm I'm saying this in jest. Not only should we have a work spouse now we should lie about it to our actual spouse oh no this this isn't this isn't what it looks like oh we're just just yeah it's my work wing man they get me they oh i like that yeah it, it's so frustrating i cannot even i cannot believe this is a thing so here's what i'm going to say to our listeners if you're listening to yourself and you were like me and you found yourself in utter shock that this was a thing congratulations but if you're the opposite and you're going, well, I mean, there's nothing. We aren't doing anything. Like, like we haven't like gone into the copy room or anything. Like we, we, you know, we just, you know, we just share similar interests at work. Here's what I'll say, and I, I can't remember the study exactly, so my time might be off by a couple of minutes. But like two strangers meeting for the first time can be engaging in sexual intimacy intercourse 
after like a 60 minute conversation, depending on how the conversation goes. And so we're talking like having these type of emotional connections with somebody who's not your spouse is very dangerous. And you're going, well, what do you have to worry about? I'm worried about your marriage. I'm worried about your, I'm worried about your spouse that thinks that you're going to corporate America every day. And this is for both men and women. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about your spouse thinking that, oh, you're going to corporate America and you know everything's fine, everything's okay. And and this whole time you have a work spouse that is, oh, well, they just, they get me, they get my work. I don't have to explain it to them. Explain it to your spouse. Like this is, this is why you have a, a romantic relationship with somebody so you can be emotionally connected with them instead of giving your emotional energy to somebody at work and leaving your spouse with your emotional leftovers is the epitome of disgust to me. Oh, no, I agree. And, and this this article, um, and there's a bunch of articles out there, but this is the one we we, we jumped on because it was, it was way high in the, in the SEO rankings. Um, you know, I get a lot of people that say, well, I'm at work, right? Nothing's going to happen. I'm at work. There's people around, right? Like that's, that's a, something we hear all the time. But in fact, 58% of employer, employees have had a workplace love. 58%. 58, that admitted to it, that, that would admit to it, right? 58% do things happen, right? You got yeah. to protect yourself in your marriage. And this is where like, I get made fun of sometimes by, by some of my um, other um, co-workers, not co-workers, but entrepreneurs, right? That I, that I'm friends with, because like we have very, I don't want to say strict, but very strict kind of things in our marriage of saying, Hey, like I will never be alone behind closed door doors with an, a person of the opposite sex, right? Yeah. You know, when you, when you work here, like we have cameras, everywhere right one is for security but two it's also sure. for security of my marriage um we don't ride alone together with a member of the opposite sex yeah. right there's things like that that we put in place from the very beginning to negate this right because yeah. you, we i work in a very small office we have 10 people ish in the office at times i'm the only guy here right yeah. and so i understand like relation i don't want to say relationship you do build relationships sure, with yeah. your co-workers right, right? Right. i'm not telling you should be the the loner in the corner right like of course. Whatever, right? Life does go on, but there has to be some boundaries there. And when you have someone that you're running to, when there's issues at home, when there's issues at the office, instead of texting your spouse, you find yourself going and connecting with somebody else. Hey, can we go sneak out for some coffee? Um, because I've got to blow off some steam. There, there's definitely lines there that are, I, I won't say blurred, that are being crossed. Yeah. Or are no lines. No lines. Yeah. yeah. I, I, what, com- what comes to mind for me is I wonder how often that this work spouse, I wonder how much they confide into these people about their actual spouse. So this survey here on USA Today, yeah. right? It says that topics discussed, my marriage or romantic relationships are discussed 57% of the time with your work spouse. 57% of the time. Sex life, which you, we've talked about on here, yeah. is, is most couples would rather have sex than talk about sex. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think most... like. <laughs> you know what I'm getting at here, right? Most it's couple, easier. It's to, easier. Easier. Thank you. To thank have you. Sex it's to easier talk about to it. There we go. Yes. Um, are, are talking with their, their work spouse about their personal sex life 29.1% of the time. Right. Their personal sex life um, that they probably have not discussed with their own spouse. I like this. I don't like that. Right. But they're happy to tell their work spouse. I literally think my head's fixing to explode. I just yes. cannot believe what I'm hearing. It is so it's so absurd. They have these intimate conversations with people who are not their spouse. And what was the percent of how many talk about their 
marriages? Is, uh, is that 59? 57%. 57%. So here's the problem with this. I mean, this is one of the problems, not the problem, is when you are talking about your spouse to somebody who is not your spouse, you are doing, you're, you're, it's having the opposite effect. You're doing nothing to actually fix problems you have with your spouse. Instead, you end up feeling better. And this is, we talk about this in therapy. It's called triangulation. It's where you are bringing in a third party to ease tension because you can't tolerate the tension that you have. And so what ends up happening is you feel better. Oh, I've unloaded. I've, I've unloaded on my work spouse so I can just be more present with my spouse at home. What ends up happening is your spouse still has that kind of tension. Yeah. They're still, cause the problems haven't been resolved yet. You feel this, this emotional release because you were able to just word vomit on your work spouse and not actually address problems in your marriage. And the fact that, that there was, what was the percent that talked about their sex life? 29, 29% of the conversation is about sex. I, I can't even fathom this. I can't tell you, Taylor, I know we've talked about this, how many couples I've worked with that inevitably like sexual issues surface. And I asked them, have you guys ever discussed this? Have you ever talked about your sex life? The vast majority will say, yeah, we have, but it's a long time ago or it's very short lived, you know, just a couple of minutes. And yet we're talking 29%. That's a whole lot more than the couples I've worked with that are having sexual issues, sexual issues that talk to each other about it. If this is you and you're listening to this, please, please wake up, open your eyes to what's happening because you are driving towards a brick wall with the gas pedal down. And if you're hiding it, that should be a huge huge indication to you that something is wrong. If you're having to hide your work relationship or you're having to make things up because you don't want your spouse to find out that alone should be, that should be a huge glaring red flag. Like we've talked about the flinch, right? Mm -hmm. Like if your spouse reaches for your phone and you flinch or, or, Oh, let me see that. Give my phone first before you, what? Because, well, have you been texting your work spouse now? And now there's, you know, that you don't know what they've brought up. I hope this is a red flag. I hope that if you are looking for a sign that you should not be doing this, this is your sign. Instead of having these extremely intimate, emotional conversations with somebody at work, have them with your spouse. Have the guts that it takes to have them with your spouse. Be vulnerable with your spouse. Don't save, don't save your best for someone at work, save your best for someone that you're supposed to be in love with someone that you're supposed to have a relationship with. Don't give your best to your colleague, Jim, or your colleague, Susan, give your best to your husband, your wife, that person you said I do forever to I was like, give your best to the person you promised you would give your best to you vowed to give your best to give your best to them, give your best to them. And, and, and you can't say, well, they don't give their best to me. It's your choice. Absolutely. Right. I choose every morning to wake up and say, I'm going to give my best to Megan, whether she gives me her best that day or not. You know, whether no matter what's going on, I'm going to give my best to her and not to anybody else. Um, you know, I'm saving myself for her. The best of me, the best of my day. 
I don't ever want her to ever say, hey, we're getting the leftovers. You know, we're getting the leftovers of your mental energy. We're getting the leftovers of what you bring home every day. We're getting the leftovers. I'm, I want to give them the best. And we talk about this in our you know, balance episode. You know, it says that um, of the number of surveyed, 50% of women say they have a work spouse. 50. And 44% of men say they do. 50% of women say they have a work spouse. Which is... Like I, that, that half, number, that half, half, half. So, so if your spouse is going to work, there's a 50% chance they have a work spouse. Yeah. <laughs> let that, let that sit there. There's a 50% chance your spouse is a work spouse and probably, probably either doesn't think about it that way. Mm. Right. They, they may not think about it that way or they're, they're just not going to admit it. And, and I think yeah. that's, that's where we get is, is, is most people who have had a work spouse realize that a line is crossed at some point, but don't know how to stop. Yeah. Right. I, well, I already have this relationship with this person. I, I don't, I, I can't get out of it. And so I don't want to lie to my spouse. So I just quit talking about that person at home. Right. It doesn't mean oh, I, doesn't mean man. I quit. doesn't mean I quit going into their office or we quit going to have lunch. I just let them fade into the background. I don't use their name anymore. I just don't use their name anymore. Um, that doesn't solve anything. Doesn't mean you don't still have that work spouse. Just meaning you're hiding them, um, and when you're hiding anything, that should be a huge, huge red flag. If you are hiding something, and obviously this is what we're talking about when it comes to your work husband, if you are hiding that from your spouse, you really, really should stop and check your priorities, and hopefully, you'll come to the conclusion that. I probably, I definitely need to do something different because if I'm not careful, this is absolutely going to wreck my marriage. And we, you know, we talked with, uh, we talked with the Ratkeys mm-hmm. and they are, they are very open about, about some of the things they've been through with emotional affairs. And it is absolutely a real thing. And The idea, though, is, well, we're not doing, again, we're not doing anything. We're not, we're not engaging in anything physical, but here's what, here's what I will say. And this is somewhat gender specific, but not entirely. So I want to be clear, but for women, emotional closeness is as important or close to as physical, if not more. And so for for them, this emotional connection is, I don't want to say greater than, but is definitely at least level with the emotional or the physical connection. And so you have, if you are in a, an emotional affair, right? You have this extreme emotional closeness. Like for you, like that's, that's what you're, that's what you're looking for. Yeah. And so instead of giving that to your spouse and they, and then having some type of physical intimacy, you're like, well, I'm fulfilled. I'm fulfilled. I'm, I'm fulfilled at work. So I don't even need my husband. Mm. So if he wants to be a jerk, that's fine. That's fine. no big deal. I don't even need to work in my marriage because I'm getting what I need to for my work spouse. Yeah. I think, you know, when we talk about work and I think a lot of times we immediately go to that corporate atmosphere um, and we, we slide over church. Right, but I know a lot of our talk listeners, talk a lot it. of our listeners talk about it. that are in ministry, and so often we say, well, because I'm a pastor. 
Right. Or, you know, we, we work together because I'm the choir leader. Talk or about it. I'm, you know, I'm this or that. And it's, it's for the kingdom. It's for the kingdom. Don't you want me working for the kingdom? Um, well, yes, I want us to work for the kingdom, not just for you uh, to work for the kingdom. And I think there's, there's a huge, and I've seen it crossed so many times that in the name of I'm praying for this person, that those boundaries and lines get crossed. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a, there was actually an anonymous survey um, of a bunch of pastors, and 33% of pastors admitted to crossing the line with somebody that's not their spouse. 33% of pastors, not, yes. not ministers, not ministers, pastors, pastors, right. Who admitted to crossing the line, not getting caught, not saying it's physical, but knowing that they crossed a line, 33% of them, because it's just so easy because it happens, right. You're already in this hyper intense atmosphere. Yeah, yeah sure, uh, sure, and, sure. And you're working toward the same thing and you're seeing success in the kingdom, which, which is to me is far better than corporate success, right? It's, it's Absolutely. Of course. Yes. 33% have admitted to crossing the line. And I think that's just something that so often we have to keep in mind as we move toward um, the church is, is making sure those relationships are there and are appropriate. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we counseled a couple not too long ago who had a really, really close relationship with their, with, with their pastors, right. Kind of had them on a, on a pedestal and, and I, I love pastors. I'm not knocking pastors right? no, at, not all, at all, obviously not at all. Love my pastor. Yep. And, but you know, they are men, and, and that's the end of the day. You know, we're all we're all men, um, and we all can all fail. And that pastor had failed, and and that saint had just lost everything. You know, mm-hmm. them was well. You know, if they can't if they can't do it, we can't do it. Yeah. But we have to have our guard up, no matter who it is. Yeah. Um, we have to have those guards up. Um, I had a client several years ago who um, one of their their kids right had had two sons swapped wives, right. Thought everything was safe. Well, one one son swapped wife for the other, and the other one left, right? The other wife left. Because they were spending a lot of time together, but they're literally brother and sister-in-law, right? Like, what can go wrong? We're brother and sister-in-law. Like, not not cool, right? This this was nowhere in Texas, but it can happen anywhere. Yeah. And so um, make sure you've got to keep those boundaries up. And and there's hundreds of articles. There's some that are better (laughs) than the Women's Health one, right? Um, there's, There's a lot that are better than that. But we've got to have those boundaries. Yeah. We've got to have that protection. And I, I, I do agree with, with what you're saying, especially about and working working for the kingdom is, well, I'm advancing, I'm moving the kingdom forward. And then you get into situations where you put yourself in a precarious situation. Well, because I'm, I'm, I'm doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. And then you wind up crossing boundaries. You wind up doing and saying things that are inappropriate that you know you shouldn't be doing and saying because it's just, well, you know, I mean, surely nothing could go wrong in the church. Surely I wouldn't do that. And then before too long, you find yourself doing things that are inappropriate, physical or not. And I think that's, that's a, I'm really am glad that you brought that up about even the same idea, the whole work husband or wife. And let me say this, do ministry with your spouse, right? Because, this is how things can get kind of crazy, okay? All right, here we go. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hop in there and say, Taylor, do ministry with your spouse. So if you are a ministry leader and you engage in ministry more with somebody else in the church than you do your spouse, you might should check yourself. You should. You should check yourself. Yeah, I, I said might try to lighten it up a little bit, but yeah, you, you absolutely should check yourself. Because then 
it makes me wonder. It really does. Is this like? Do you have a you have a <laughs> you have you have a ministry spouse that's not your actual spouse? Ooh. Ooh, hey, yeah, we, we say work spouse. I'm, 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 I'm fixing like a, I'm fixing to coin that right there. Dude. I want a nickel every time someone says it. <laughs> you have a ministry spouse that's not your actual spouse. I mean, we we just we're just doing ministry together, mm-hmm. and then your your spouse is left. Here's what I'll say. Okay, I me and my wife are both actively involved in ministry. Like I watch my kids a lot. My wife watches our, we're talking in in church, in service. My wife watches our kids. But if you are fading into the background and you're, well, I have to make sure our kids are taken care of so my spouse can do, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. Are you engaging in ministry with somebody regularly that's not your spouse? Probably should reevaluate what's happening. Yeah. And work out some boundaries. That way you and your wife, you and your husband can do ministry together. Now that doesn't mean you have to be engaged in the same ministry. Like I'm, while well, I I can play a few instruments, I'm not a music director. I, I don't sing, but me and my wife we do ministry together all the time. Yeah, you are a great team, and and you're one where I think is a great example. And I don't like complimenting you, especially in public. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but you guys are a great example of of I'm going to say different callings, right? Sure. Now, yeah, I understand you all both have the same calling as far as ministry, leading yeah. ministry, right? But different callings. You're 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 not a musician or a singer, and, and she is. Yeah. Um, you're both dynamite in what you do. But it would be really easy to say, well, well, they share the same calling as I do, yeah. right? So we're working on these projects, or this project leading to another project and another yeah. project. Um, so keeping that in the forefront of, hey, at the at, at the end of the day, me and my spouse are on the same team. Yeah, we're on the same team. We have the same goal at the end of the day. Yes, are we working together to get there? Um, and that's whether you have a, a corporate spouse or, or a ministry spouse. <laughs> Hopefully, all you have is a real life spouse, that's right? Exactly a legal right. spouse. Um, and so, you've got to remember you're on the same team. Yeah, you're working together. Um, and if you have someone else coming into that team, this is only a two person game. Right? That's, that's exactly, it. This is a two person exactly game. Exactly right. That's it. That so, is exactly right. I want to say something before yeah, before yeah, we finish yeah, this, because yeah. I know there's so many people that that do have these relationships. Yeah. It may not have realized it, right? You may not have realized it, but you're in it. And because I've had these conversations with, with people before and they say, well, I'm in it and I, I can't get out of it. Right. No. What, what do you mean to quit my job? Right. And this is, this is when I've heard over and over again, what do you mean to quit my job? Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, I do. That is your answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. There's your answer. Quit your job. Well, you know, I got to put food on the table. I got to do this. Find another job. Yep. Like, like there, there's more than one job out there. Absolutely. There's, I don't care. Even if you're a, a medical specialist, there's another hospital to work at. There's another practice to join. Absolutely. Get another job. Get out of the situation. Yep. Um, I've had great friends, not spouses, not work spouses, but great friends, same sex, right? We would get off work and we would go fishing together and stuff who I was really close with at those times that during those jobs. Well, I haven't talked to people in 10 years. Yeah. Once I left that job and I wasn't around them eight to 12 hours a day, those friendships you know, yeah. that they dissolved. You can do the same thing with your work spouse. Make yeah. it the changes. Don't be afraid to make the change. Yeah. Switch departments, switch jobs, do what you got to do yep. to avoid this pitfall, this snare. Save your marriage. Don't Save be afraid to do hard things. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Check us out where podcasts are found. And if you are on social media, Instagram, Facebook, check us out there as well. Thanks. Bye.